0: Well, hello there, my friend, and I am super excited to say this, but you are listening to right now episode 100 of Seven Figure Millennials. It has been an incredible journey, and it has actually been 678 days since I launched the very first episode of this show, and it is absolutely nuts looking back at all the progress and growth since then, and all this has been possible because of you listening, and man, I am so grateful for you. But just as a recap of some of the great- growth that we've been through in less than a year the show went from launch to top 2% global ranking on listen notes out of the 2.8 million global podcasts that that website has indexed which is absolutely incredible we are over 100,000 downloads and this is absolutely just the beginning. So knowing that episode number 100 was coming up has kind of forced me to think a lot about the show and I even started going back to the very beginning and re-listening to those very early episodes. So today, what the plan is, is to celebrate episode 100, there's two things that I'm doing. Number one, after producing over 100 shows now, because I actually have more recorded that I haven't released yet, Everything has been on the topic of making an impact and monetizing while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships. And what I did is I studied all of those episodes and as I prepared for every single one of these guests is I have worked to develop a very simple framework that distills a pattern of the people who've been able to do this successfully. What are the characteristics of this composite group of 100 plus episodes of, of people that have been able to prioritize these incredible most important things in life while being financially successful. And so I turned it into a framework that I call the AIM Fulfillments Triangle. So I will be revealing and teaching that framework for the very first time on the podcast. And number two, the next thing that I wanna cover is using this framework that I developed, I'm gonna share with you what the vision is for this show moving forward, and how I'm making it bigger, bolder, and better for you. So I'm gonna play the theme music and then we're gonna dive right into the AIM Fulfillment Triangle. You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Figure Millennials Podcast. Man, oh man, am I excited to dive into this. And again, I, I know I say I love you every single week on the show and how much I appreciate you, but yeah, looking at looking at 100 episodes and like seeing all those downloads and knowing that you guys are listening every single week and that we're just getting started. It just means so much that that you are investing in yourself to improve yourself, to improve your mindset, and to learn from some absolutely incredible people. So before I dive into it, I really just wanted to say from my heart how much you mean to me and how excited I am to continue producing content for you. You are absolutely the motivation behind this. So with that said, what is this AIM Fulfillment Triangle? How did I go about Combining all the insights that I've gotten on the show into one composite uh, framework. So, you know, as any framework works, it's going to be developed over time. But this is the clearest I've gotten to developing a repeatable process that synthesizes all the best information from the show. So I'm super excited to share it with you. So... I just played the intro music for the show and maybe you skipped it (laughs) because I know sometimes your favorite podcast episodes, I even skip ahead a little bit, but every single time you hear that you'll hear me say, how can entrepreneurs like you and me who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships. So not have, not only have I invested hundreds of hours researching and producing the show, but I actually go back and re-listen to all my episodes whenever they come out, and as just a side note, it's kind of funny. I, I realize that there's kind of two versions of myself because when I listen to it, I'm surprised at the questions that I ask <laughs> because it's different when I have my notes and my preparation, you know, and I'm the one asking the questions versus the version of me that's just sitting and kind of enjoying the episode. So I'm kind of surprised, and and I'm really. I I use these as my spark notes to kind of review the best content that I found through combing through all these episodes and I get more and more each time that I listen to them so it was really special for me to really have this hat on of how do I answer that question that is at the beginning of the show from the perspective of the combined wisdom of all my guests instead of individually what are the characteristics of these entrepreneurs who are incredibly happy and fulfilled and have made a massive impact in the world and have generated wealth for themselves so I'll absolutely continue to refine this this pattern but I did find a pattern and I created a framework around it it's very simple but it's profound and ever since I discovered it it's led to some massive breakthroughs for me and I can't wait to share it with you so I call it the aim fulfillment triangle and let me just start by setting this up for you so every fulfilled and wealthy and an impact driven entrepreneur has mastered three elements so aim is an acronym and it stands for alignment impact and monetization So alignment, meaning the activities that they're performing as a business and within their business is an expression of their life purpose, superpowers, and core values. That's the alignment component, and this is the high-level overview. I'm gonna be going in depth into each one of these. So the next component is impact. They make a meaningful difference in the lives of the people that they love. And the key there is that it's the way that they want to make a meaningful difference. Maybe for some people is deep impact in a few amount of people, or maybe it's wide impact in many people, or a combination of both. But what's important is that if you're fulfilled, that means that you're making a meaningful difference in the lives of the people that you love, in the way that you want to so that's impact and the last component is monetization so their business as a result of having alignments and creating an impact they generate significant profit that they can then reinvest into more aligned activities and that perpetuates the cycle the the other caveat asterisk i'll put on monetization is that i believe that at the end of the day this is really Symbolizes the value that is created as a result of the alignment and the impact So there can be some non-monetary value even though the word I put there is monetization So in summary, it's the aligned actions that you're taking creates impact which creates monetization so action aligned action the reaction to that or the impact and the value or the monetization so alignment impact monetization so the way that I've constructed this is I put it into a triangle. Obviously, I call it the AIM Fulfillment Triangle. And so if you can, I put together a short link for you. If you go to bfo.ng slash 100, just the number 100, you can see this picture that I've created that represents this triangle. I'm gonna do my best to explain it to you without, if you're driving and you, you don't have the ability to do that. So you can think about it. There's, there's a complex version and a simple version of this. So uh, I'm going to attempt to explain it very simply. So just imagine a triangle and at the very bottom left part of the triangle is the word a for alignment. at the apex or the top of the triangle, put an I for impact and on the bottom right, put the M for monetization. And so, so that's just kind of how the triangle is set up. Now, what I realized is that all three of these elements are always present and the goal is really to get them to work in harmony according to your definition of success. So if you go back and think to some of the jobs or businesses or projects that you've worked on, think about how this is lined up for you. So maybe you were doing work that you hated you were working at McDonald's or something like that. So there was like zero or negative alignments, aligned action, and you don't see your working work, making a meaningful difference. So no impact, but you know, maybe you were in a job that created a good paycheck and you were monetizing. So that leaves unfulfillment, right? Like you're not doing work that you like you, you hate it and you're not making a difference, but you make good money. You know, like there's lots of those stories that have been on the show of people that have been incredibly successful. And I'm like this fucking sucks. Like there's something wrong here. (laughs) And then they have to go back and restart. So that's, that's a component. Or maybe another version of this is you're doing work that you love, but it's not making the meaningful difference that you want. And there's a good Paycheck. So again, another recipe for unfulfillment is if, you, if you're if you not really making a difference, but these other two things are in alignment. So the, the real secret is that you have the level of aligned action, the level of impact, and the level of monetization that is exactly what you want it to be. So just to give you a concrete example from the show, I believe that any story from my guests that have have something the story had something to do with them feeling unfulfilled and making a change the answer is in this triangle it means that the three elements weren't in harmony and the key thing is that you need to go through this cycle multiple times and each time you go through the cycle of taking a line impact Sorry, taking an aligned action, seeing the impact and then seeing the monetization. Maybe the first time you complete that cycle, you're like, yeah, I, I feel unfulfilled. Something's missing here. That means you need to make an adjustment to the aligned action or the, the type of impact that you're creating. You need to tweak something. So the the other component is that anytime there's been unfulfillment, sometimes it means that that person was chasing somebody else's version of what the triangle looked like. So the key is that this is your aligned action. It creates the type of impact you want to make and generates the income that you desire. And only you, only you can decide that. So I said I was gonna give a concrete example. So I'll go back to one of my favorite episodes that's been recorded on the show so far, Mo Gaudot. If you haven't listened to that episode, you're crazy. Go back and listen to it. But Mo is the former chief business officer of Google X. He's co-founded over 20 companies and he tells this story of having 16 cars in his garage and literally had the ability to print money on demand because of his ability to trade in the stock market. And he tells this story of like one day in a few clicks, just buying two cars because he could. And I asked him how he felt when those cars arrived and he said, empty, I felt empty. And so if you if you look at that sl- small narrative, or maybe if you've listened to the episode, were the actions that he was taking in alignment and creating the impact he desired and making the income he desired? Well, he was making tons of money, but he, he clearly wasn't doing it in a way that was alignment with his heart and impacting the people in a way that he wanted to. And so he took a tumble and readjusted and some crazy stuff happened, if you haven't listened to that episode. But now he's found a way to add the alignment and impact component that's relevant for him. And today he's on a mission to help 1 billion people to become happier. And he is one of the most centered, peaceful, happy, and loving people that I've interviewed on the show. So just a concrete example. But if you, if you look at all the stories that come from this lens of somebody feeling unfulfilled, uh, unfulfilled, unfulfilled, I guess that's a new word. <laughs> um, but like I, I truly believe that it, it, the answer is kind of inside of this triangle. So let me paint uh, a vision of this for you, for the triangle, for you applying to your particular context. So the start of this whole cycle begins with taking aligned action. So what are some of the ways that you can begin to take more aligned actions? Well, it comes from doing hard work. It comes from doing work that is often unstructured, that doesn't really have many formats to it, but you have to answer what does it mean to be making an aligned action? What does that mean for you? So some here's some questions that you can think about that will help you to create more aligned actions. The first question is, "What is your current life purpose?" And I'll just let that sink in for a little bit because I know that that's like, "Whoa, you're you know, you're just going to tell me to come up with my life purpose." <laughs> I say the word "current" very intentionally because I believe that it can evolve and expand over time. And I have done a lot of work in going back and revisiting all the different stories that have happened in my life, the things that I believe, my experiences. And if I look at all the patterns in my life, one of the stories that emerges over and over again is this theme of connection. So I can, I can explore this maybe deeper in another episode about how I arrived to this, but I truly believe to my greatest visibility right now, that my life purpose is to create a more deeply connected world. And when I say that, I mean connecting deeper with yourself. That's what connection means to me is connecting deeper with myself. It means connecting deeper with the people that I love and the guests that I experience. And it also means connecting people like yourself with resources, with other people. So you can see that, you know, just having a podcast for me is living out that aligned action. And that's why I believe the podcast has done so well in the period that it's been so far. It's because it was an aligned action for me from the very beginning is, and even though when I started, I didn't really have that purpose as clearly defined as it is right now. But now I have that filter, like, like, even though I, I understand that it might expand and evolve over time. But right now, I believe that my current life purpose is to create a more deeply connected world. And so that provides a filter for me at all these different opportunities, all these different things I could be working on is, does it live in alignment with my current life purpose? Right? So that's just one one component of figuring out what aligned actions are, is what is your current life purpose? And just to provide a additional resource on that, I could provide so many, but I would say one of the most valuable ones that supported me is the book find your why by Simon Sinek, not start your why, but find your why. Um, and there's a, some really powerful exercises on, on uncovering your why. But I think one of the things that have come up on the show over and over again is looking at your early seeds of childhood genius. You know, like that's been another theme that's come up on the show. It's like, what did you enjoy doing as a kid? Would your five-year-old nine-year-old self be happy with what you're doing? I I actually didn't have this in my notes to explain this, but my dad sent me a text a while ago and he found some pictures as he was clearing out his office or whatever it was. And he found this note that I actually wrote to him when I was nine years old. So... I used to actually I used to be it's so funny looking at this I used to be really proud because I was the only kid in my grade that wrote in cursive so I have this right in front of me right now I have the picture pulled up it's this scribbly cursive writing that was dated uh, January 22nd 2006 <laughs> so the the note reads dear dad I can't tell you how proud I am for your first time speaking I felt so proud my daddy is a speaker I am quivering with excitement I just can't stop thinking my daddy is a speaker. My daddy is a speaker. I'm so proud of you. Your oldest son, Brandon (laughs) Fong. And so my dad said that to me a while ago and I I couldn't help but smile because something inside of me saw, saw my dad giving a speech. And that was really motivating. That was really inspirational for me. And that obviously was something that really lit me up at, at nine years old to write that note for my dad. And I also have another picture that my dad sent me of another note that I took and these were some notes that I was taking at the conference that my dad spoke at. But this is this is the note that I wrote at nine years old. Habit, a constant, often unconscious inclination to perform an act acquired through its frequent repetition. <laughs> nine years old, I was taking those notes. So like from for as long as I can remember, I have always been obsessed with having really high level conversations and connecting with people and being the, the the dumb person in the room. And like if you found me as a kid, I was always talking with the lunch ladies instead of the kids because they had more interesting conversations. So what is that for you? What is that inner seed of childhood genius that, that you were so excited about? What did you play with? What were the things were the books that you read? Those are all hints on alignment, things that you could be doing that might be pointing to your current life purpose. So that was a lot of time. I wasn't planning on spending that on on the life purpose, but some things for you to think about some other things for aligned alignment is what are your core values? If you go back and listen to a bunch of the podcasts that I've interviewed or guests that I've had on, lots of them talk about core values. And whenever I heard this term, I was like, yeah, yeah, core values. I've heard it before. They're the things that are on walls inside of companies that are supposed to guide decision making. And I never really put thought into it, but You're kind of dumb to not notice the patterns over time. It's like if people that are super successful are saying over and over again, these are my core values, these are my core values. It's like, well, shit, maybe I should have some core values and really clearly think about that. So just off the top of my head, um, some people that have talked about this, John Vroman uh, talked about that in his episode, Marusha Murphy talked about that in her episode, and it won't be out right now because I'm releasing this intentionally later, but I interviewed the CEO of meetup.com and that's a crazy freaking story, but he's huge on core values. So what are your core values? So I'm going back and I'm getting clear on detailing those right now. I have a MVP, a minimum viable product of my core values right now, but, but think about it. Like your decisions are what creates your reality, right? So how do you go about coming up with the values that drive those decisions because that's absolutely going to make the biggest impact on your life moving forward is if you just have a data set like okay these are my core values and i'm going to make decisions from this that impacts everything moving down that helps you to take more aligned actions so what is your current life purpose what are your core values what does success look like for you this is a question that has come up on the show all the time like almost all these people are talking about defining what success looks like for you and have you taken the time to sit down and clearly define what that is? So um, some things that I've done on that is like I have a vision for a future version of me that I'm stepping into and living and becoming right now. I listen to uh, affirmations that affirm that future version of myself. Shout out to Hal Elrod, who's also coming up on the show, uh, the author of The Miracle Morning. He talks about that. And, and Benjamin Hardy, another guest on my show, he wrote the book called uh, Future... Self, hold on. Yeah. Be your future self now. So that is, that is uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy's book. That is another great resource to check out on this, but what does success look like for you? What is the next version of you? What is the life that you're creating? What does the relationships look like in your house? How vivid, how detailed, how specific is that? Like, cause if you don't know what success means, how could you ever know and have driving actions towards it? So what does success look like for you? What does happiness mean to you? Go back and listen to all the happiness definitions. As I've asked the question to guess, what does happiness mean to you? What are your superpowers? This is another thing to create more aligned action. For me, I've become very clear on what my superpowers are. For me, my top five superpowers are curiosity, connection, creativity, communication, and being a catalyst. So it just so happens that those are all five. But like, I know that if I'm doing those five things, that is a huge check for me to see if I'm doing things that are in alignment. What are your weaknesses? For me, I found tons of my weaknesses. Actually, I'm going to go into this in a little bit depth, a little bit more de- in depth in just a little bit. But what are your superpowers? What are your weaknesses? Super, super powerful to know these kinds of things. And the hardest part about all this stuff is that it's never quite done. You, you're always going to figure out. Uh, greater expansion of your life purpose you're always going to figure out a greater expansion deeper meaning to your core values what success what happiness what your superpowers are those these are all things there's never a check mark like I did that it's always going to find a greater more expanded version of it so just imagine if you were intentional about this where you got to wake up every single day doing work that energized you that was in alignment with your life purpose core values superpowers and personal definition of success how much more momentum would that drive you and so this is this stuff that I've worked on, I've been working on a lot this year specifically, I've had some crazy things happen this year that I haven't shared on the show. But um, maybe that's a story for another year, few years from now. But <laughs> but uh, but basically, it's, it's caused me to go back and get that alignment. And I'm really excited and really grateful for the, the momentum and progress that's happening as a result of it. So that's the whole aligned action component and some questions that you can ask yourself to get into that. And then the, the next component of this is as a result of taking aligned actions, you get to create a meaningful impact in the lives of the people that you love. And maybe that means deep impact with a few people or it means wide impact with many people. But every day you see that your results, your, your actions are impacting people. And because of the impact that you're creating, you get compensated for it. So you see your bank account grow and you can't believe you're getting paid to do what you love. So that is, that is the cycle right there. Some, some things that are possible when you know what that aim cycle looks like for you. So what are some nuances that will help you to get the most value from this concept? And one thing I will say is I'm intentionally being very repetitive. Think about it. What would it look like if you figured out the best most aligned actions that produce the most results in your life and bring you closer and closer to fulfillment How empowering would that be so some nuances that i think will help you to understand this one this is a cycle the alignment impact and monetization is a cycle meaning that you're probably not going to get it right out of the gate you're not going to get it right out of the gate the second time you know you're going to keep going through this cycle over and over and over again and each time stopping and looking okay did this aligned action bring the, create the impact that I wanted it to create and, and moving closer to monetizing in the way that I want to. And so the, the more that you view this as something that is never actually gonna be done, but rather you're just gonna, it's like a spiral upwards. You're gonna keep finding, a, a, or actually a spiral downwards. You're gonna find a tighter and tighter version of this every single time so that your, the, the work that you're doing is getting closer to your unique gifts, your unique skill sets. So viewing this as a cycle is something that is very important. The other thing that is really an advanced version of this triangle, and I'm I'm very tempted to, a, to try to explain this via an audio, but it's just way too messy without showing some visuals. So I, I will say, though, that there is an advanced version of this when you understand that the AIM triangle is actually fractal. So shout out to Perry Marshall for inspiring this. He's got something that he calls the tactical triangle, I believe. And this is the first time I saw, uh, this triangle in action. I realized that it fit perfectly with my AIM concept. But basically if you don't know what a fractal is, it's a pattern within a pattern. So if you look at a tree, uh, it's really easy to see that you have the, the trunk and then branches come from the trunk. And then each of those branches branches is like a smaller tree by itself because it has its own branches and those have their own branches. And then if you look at the leaves and you see the little veins in the leaf, they, they follow a similar pattern. So basically it's this Y recurring pattern. So the triangle is a recurring pattern, meaning that there is a smaller aim that you could be taking and a bigger aim. So like every big project that you have has smaller actions inside of it, and those actions have smaller actions inside of it. So basically, there's it, it zooms in and zooms out, and the pattern is still prevalent. I guess that's the most important thing to understand. So... In combination with the fact that the triangle is fractal, another thing to note inside of that concept is that there is an 80-20 or there's a Pareto principle inside of each aim. If you're not familiar with the Pareto Principle, it's essentially 20% of the activities will produce 80% of results. And this is a pattern of nature. It's actually really interesting if you ever dig into Pareto Principle. But I mean, like 20% of people own 80% of the wealth, 20% of the roads have 80% of the traffic, and the same thing goes with your day-to-day stuff. 20% of the activities that you're doing are yielding 80% of the impact and monetization following this. So just understanding that that without going too in-depth, That the triangle is fractal, there's a bigger version, there's a smaller version, and the more you complete the cycle, the clearer you'll get on the highest yielding activities, the, the, the best 20%, but you have to be obviously very intentional about it. You have to be journaling and figuring out what this means for you. I have a practice where I journal pretty much every day, uh, basically every day, but, but, uh, really in depth every two weeks and every month and every quarter and every year I'm, I'm going through and I'm kind of revisiting and learning so that I can get clear and clear on my aims. So let me give you an example of the aim triangle working in my life. I mentioned earlier that I was able to kind of, I think it was this year, get a lot clearer on what my superpowers are. So Here's an example of completing an aim cycle. Aligned action could be doing the work to determine what my superpowers are. So for me, after doing some exercises and thinking about it, as I said, I believe that my top five superpowers are curiosity, which to me, the the definition of that for me is leveraging my boundless curiosity to relentlessly seek insights from everything and anyone. I believe that's kind of like my number one superpower because that's what drives everything else is I just wanna learn about everything. And and my second superpower is connection. So effortlessly and instantaneously connect people, ideas and observations to come up with innovative solutions. Then my third superpower, communicate. I can communicate complex ideas through speaking and writing in a way that is elegant, simple and motivating and energetic. And uh, my fourth superpower, creativity, instantly generate multiple potential solutions calling upon my vast database of people and ideas. And my last Uh, superpower catalyze or being a catalyst is taking action, inspiring others to do the same, and basically just creating a a basic level system to execute the strategy and take immediate action and tweak and and bring the big picture idea to life. So that is an aligned action that I took was doing the work to determine that those were my superpowers. And I'll give you some, some next steps for how you could do this as well. But then with that aligned action, what is the impact or reaction of me doing that? Well, the impact of that is me having clarity to come up with initiatives that I can start to serve the, the people that I want to serve at the highest level possible, leveraging that skill set, right? And so now I know with I have the raw inputs. Like if I am going to create the most impactful content, the most impactful impact and monetization, it's really important that I leverage those five skill sets and I stay away from things that would take me away from those skill sets because I'll just get bogged down and frustrated and also surround myself with people that can complement that skill set. So the impact is that that clarity for me to come up with the initiatives. And then the last part, monetization is the fulfillment and excitement that I get for having a business that's in alignment with my purpose. So, maybe at this level of the aim cycle, remember there's a big and a, and a small. You know, I didn't just sit down and do an exercise and money just popped into my in my bank account, right? So, like at this point it's not monetary yet, but if I go and zoom in and I take action on those initiatives that I came up with, you know, the the that I came up with in the in the impact section, you know, one of the things that I'm super excited about that I'm investing a lot of time and energy in, into is creating a mastermind for the guests that come on my show. So that is another aligned action that I'm taking and that is associated with, with that. So I'm going to, that, that becomes another aligned action. I figure out the, the, the the 80 20 of the activities that I should be taking to make that a reality. So um, I can just keep iterating. And you know, another way that I could do that is if I, if I were doing this, I I actually kind of just stumbled upon doing the podcast earlier, but, but another initiative that I could have came up with was, you know, starting the podcast. And that has another aim that's associated with it. Or another example for me is public speaking. I feel super blessed to say that I've been on stages I think as big as 8,000 people in attendance and I've frequently put together workshops and, and attend podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And every single time when I have an opportunity to do a paid speaking gig, I just feel so alive. It uses all of my natural superpowers of curiosity and connecting with the audience and communicating effectively and coming up with new content that is super creative. And so it is just incredible to deliver A speech and be in flow, and every time I'm on stage that I'm paid for it, it's just like, oh my gosh, I am getting paid for this, and it's effortless. And there's people that are lining up to take pictures afterwards and ask some questions, and for me, that is absolutely thrilling and a perfect example of another place where I'm absolutely in alignment, leveraging my superpowers. And then, um, you know, you could, you could zoom in more and I could, they could look at the different components of some of the projects I'm working on. Should I be editing all the, the shows on my, on my podcast? Probably not, not the best use of my time. Should I be determining the strategy to bring on more aligned guests and figure out bigger ways to serve them? Yes, that is within my skill sets. So that's just an example of me running through the aim concept in my life. As I've gone through multiple cycles. And I've gone through multiple cycles that didn't work, right? Some things that I found out, oh my gosh, that that was frustrating, that was <laughs> draining, it, it wasn't working with the right people, and that that caused me to have to go back and reflect and get to this next iteration that I'm on right now. So how can you begin to start doing more, aim cycles that are bringing you closer to your next level of success and fulfillment. So if you haven't noticed, the cycle always begins with alignment, right? And I I say, haven't noticed, but I probably repeated this at least four or five times right now. And your job is never done with this. So going back to those questions, what is your current life purpose? What are your core values? What does success look like for you? What does happiness mean to you? What are your superpowers? What are your weaknesses? Those are the elements that you will use to determine if an action is in alignment. So maybe if you're listening to this, maybe you have a lot of that already figured out. But the question is, have you ever put that in one spot and looked at your calendar or activities throughout the day and asked yourself how in alignment you were? And if you don't have a lot of that figured out, here's some simple things that you can do today to start. I'm just gonna give you, I know I've talked about a lot, but, but I wanna give you one concrete thing that you could do. And I've already alluded to determining my superpowers. So what are some of the ways that I actually realized that my strengths were my superpowers? And it's fu- The funny thing about your superpowers, it's like you don't realize that they're actually superpowers. And the reason for that is because you're so close to it, you think that everybody else can do that but then it's actually like magic for anyone else. So it's really key to realize that the things that you may not think are special are your superpowers, and that is what you should be leveraging more effectively. So one of the ways that you can start to identify those superpowers, and you if you've listened to a bunch of episodes, you've heard me say the quote, you can't read the label from inside the jar. You need other people. You need tests to look at yourself from an outside perspective to read that label that's outside of your jar, right? Like it's, Just imagine you're inside of a pickle jar. You're inside of a pickle jar, you can't read the nutrition facts because it's just a blank. (laughs) If you're inside the jar, it's just going to be a blank sheet. Like you need somebody else to tell you the nutrition facts. So the same thing with your superpowers, if you're sitting inside of a jar and the outside has a label that says inside here are these superpowers, you can't read them. (laughs) So you need other things. So some tests that you can take that have been helpful for me, uh, strengths finder is a great test. Wealth styles is another great test. Colby. I did a whole episode with Emily Melius on the Colby principles. U is another really good one. The six human needs that I did. I think we talked about that with episode number. I don't know the episode number Jennifer Blankle. We, we, we talked about the six human needs and the PMAI. Those are all some suggestions of tests that I have taken. And I I'll give you one specific recommendation right now. Because it's free and it is probably the most in-depth free test that I've ever taken. It's Principles U. So if you go to Principles U, let me just make sure that I have the right site here. PrinciplesU.com. This is put together by Ray Dalio, who wrote the book Principles. But there's a free assessment, at least at the time of recording this right now. It's free right now. I don't know if they're eventually going to charge for it. But um, you take this assessment and it kind of gives you a uh, a, a diagnostic of how you prefer to think and some of the the things that you can do to understand that this is your way of thinking. And then it becomes even more valuable because you can have your friends or your colleagues take it. You can see how they prefer to think. Uh, my wife and I both took it. And it was really interesting because Leah's uh, principles you thing. Well, actually, let me back up the the principles you result that was least like my profile. So it said that you are least like this. Leah was number one at that thing, (laughs) which is really cool because Leah and I have uh, an incredible opportunity to work together by by leveraging our skill sets, which are polar opposites of each other, which is pretty freaking sweet. So think about the insights on your relationship that you can have with that. So that is the, if I'm going to tell you to do one thing to get in closer to alignment and, you know, obviously go ahead and you can take all these results. If you're nuts like me, what I actually did is I took all those tests and I put together one Google doc that synthesized all of the key takeaways from each of those and looked for the commonalities. So that's obviously it took a lot of work to do that, but it was freaking worth it. I will tell you, but anyways, go take principles. U. it's free, go to principlesu.com and do that. Uh, and another action step that you can take, you can, you can pause the episode and do this right now. And it won't even require you to do a test. It will take less than a few minutes and it, it will just require you and your phone. So just text three friends, family members, colleagues right now and ask them what they think your superpower is. You can be more eloquent than that, but basically it's like, Hey, what, what do you view my top strings to be? And I made this super formal when I did this and I literally created a Google form and asked like 15 people to do it and look through all their responses, but you can just text them, make it super informal, make it, make it very low barrier to entry. So those are two things that you can do right now that will get you in closer alignment with taking more aligned actions. So you can complete that aim cycle and increase your level of success, happiness, and fulfillment. So that is it, my friends. That is the run through of the aim fulfillment triangle, alignment, impact, and monetization. Figure out what are those aligned activities for you? Go take action and then go and review what the heck is happening and take action take the opportunity to improve after every cycle and it is really cool because I truly believe that this is a pattern that I've seen throughout all of the guests on my show. So that is part one. Part two that I promised you on the episode 100 is the vision for this show moving forward. So uh, I will just get this out of the way and I will tell you that I'm potentially thinking about, well, not potentially thinking about, that doesn't make sense. I am potentially rebranding the show. Um, It's not set in stone right now. I'm not set on anything, maybe I won't end up doing it, but I'll I'll walk you through some of my thinking as to why I would want a rebrand. So I already told you from the beginning that the central question from episode one was if you had to pick between A, making a ton of money, B, being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love, or C, making a meaningful impact in the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is, how can entrepreneurs like you and me, who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? So, the name, Seven Figure Millennials, is obviously focused on monetization, but my heart this entire time has been focused on impact. One of the inspirations from from the show from the very beginning was the quote by Jim Rohn: Become a millionaire not for the million dollars, but for what it will make of you to achieve it. So it's always been about the journey and learning more about yourself. And, you know, go back and listen to all the episodes. Usually what I'm focusing on is the, the mindset, the the, the impact that you can create and the the personal growth that is associated with being an entrepreneur. So I've always, I felt a little bit misaligned from the beginning about it, but And also, another thing that I'm not a huge fan of about this is whenever I tell people about the name of the show, like I'm meeting someone and I I watch them type it in their phones, I see a ton of issues just watching them type it into their phones. First of all, people can't spell millennial knowing that there's two L's and two N's. The second question, is there an S at the end of it or no? And is the seven spelled out or is it the number? So lots of barrier to entry of just the name, which I know is not the best. So what I did to prepare for this is I ended up having some conversations with a few listeners that I know have been along the journey since the very beginning so a special shout out to Drew Pratatsky and Fabio Bonacisto uh ended up hopping on calls with you guys to get your insights and I know just a shout out for Drew I know Drew has listened to every single episode I've ever published which is epic so I appreciate you for being a dedicated listener Drew and uh, one other person that actually I talked to about this and I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, in the, in a little bit here but Um, on top of talking to some of you guys and having conversations with my guests and reading through reviews, here is what is not changing. And here are my biggest takeaways. Number one, the biggest piece of positive feedback I get is on the research and care I put into each episode in combination with bringing on the high caliber of guests that I bring on. So You've told me time and time again, you value knowing that even if the person I'm interviewing has been on tons of other shows that you get to hear the things that they haven't shared elsewhere and we get to go deep fast. So that is not changing at all. The, the second biggest insight is that the, the biggest value that you guys are getting isn't necessarily about business models or tactics. You know, it, it's the mindset stuff that makes you an overall better human, which is another commonality that I've heard, which makes me very happy. So neither of those things is changing. In fact, it's going to expand. So, Exciting news. I'm considering to start publishing more than one episode a week while maintaining the quality. Not 100% sure when that's going to start to happen. But um, I think I can absolutely maintain the quality if I go up to two episodes a week. I don't know if that'll drain the heck out of me because it does take a lot of time and energy and effort. So maybe it'll be six episodes a month. So like certain weeks I'll record two and certain weeks I won't. Uh, But basically... The momentum of the show will continue to empower me to bring on more incredible guests. So it's a really it's already, you know, easy for me to get good guests, but the more that I continue producing episodes, like the show is still a baby, even at episode one hundred, uh, which so it, the more that I can increase that, the the greater expansion I can have quicker. So that is uh, some some big takeaways and some potential changes is that I'm going to be doing more episodes. And the other thing, going back to the 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 naming. So, Seven Finger Millennials, as much as I made fun of the, not made fun of but as I see some issues for the name, it has taken the show very far. There are many great things that I love about the name. So it would be stupid to just up and change things, which I was originally kind of planning. It's like, okay, episode 100 here, we're going to try something new. Um, so maybe I ended up not changing the name at all. But the biggest change that I am committed to making, starting with episode 100, even if I don't change the name of the show, is a greater emphasis on impact. So important to me, another huge commonality that I've seen throughout the show, it's like when you focus on impacting and serving others, that's when the monetization comes. And so focusing on impact might come in several ways in the show. It'll definitely come in how I introduce the show. It'll come in how I weave my questions and insights together. When I have the pre-show and post-show conversations, I'm framing it to the guests that you are being featured as a human that is doing some really impactful things, and you, you're, that those are the humans that I'm bringing on the show. I am um, I might leverage it in the, the way that I'm reaching out to guests. I may even start to run a series on the show with a branded name. Um, so I have some ideas that are in mind right now, but nothing that I'm going to make an announcement. Basically, this is just a stronger prescription lens on impact. It has always been a central component of the conversation going back to episode one, even in every single intro that you've heard, but I want to bring it up closer and make it more prevalent. So it's kind of like, there's this thing in your brain called the reticular activating system, you know? So it's like, if I paid you a hundred bucks for every yellow car you saw, you would start seeing more yellow cars, right? Because you're paying attention to it. So I'm just highlighting impact more. Another big emphasis I'm going to be making about the types of guests I bring on, I came basically, let me, let me explain where this came from over the past two years. I've had to let go of some pretty unhealthy relationships in my life. And honestly, it's been, it's been pretty hard, you know, still going through some of it, but. One of those things is I'm always learning and growing as a result of, of you know, removing relationships or having tumbles or whatever it is. And I asked myself, what are the characteristics of the best relationships that I have in my life? And what are the characteristics of the indications of it being a bad relationship? And what I realized is that, every great relationship I've had in my life has four main characteristics and it spells another acronym. And I love the acronym and people have gotten, given me incredible feedback on it, but the acronym is real. So I love connecting with real humans and it stands for respectful, enthusiastic, appreciative, and loving. So that's respectful, enthusiastic appreciative and loving and another another e that i could potentially throw in there instead of enthusiastic is effortless like lots of effortless conversations it doesn't require a lot of work so take your pick whatever you want to toss in there i haven't put a stamp on a a final real acronym and maybe it is just you know both of those things but basically all that said i'm open to the possibility of rebranding that and I'm, I'm putting an emphasis absolutely moving forward on interviewing real humans that are making a meaningful impact will still maintain the ethos of the show. The incredible guests, the interview style format, all that will stay the same, just a greater emphasis. If I do change the name, yeah, at least you'll have noted that I've wanted to do this for a while. You'll be on the journey and you'll understand why. If I do come up with a name, most likely what'll happen is I will release it as a series first. So you'll get even more warmed up to it and then we'll make a transition. That's just based on other conversations I've had with other Uh, podcasters that have branded and rebranded and done this. That's kind of the best way to do it. So, um, and and really what I'm doing right now is I'm practicing what I'm preaching is I'm using the aim fulfillment triangle on myself. I'm getting in more alignment with my voice and my message. And, um, you know, I've said from the very beginning, the theme from the show is that I'm not the guru on top of the mountain. I'm on this journey with you. I'm still figuring things out. I'm still building my business as an early entrepreneur. And um, I'm just so, so excited and grateful that you've been on this journey with me. So that is some of the vision of what is coming up. And just to wrap things up, I just want to tell you, that I'm really excited to kick off the next 100 episodes and beyond with a greater focus on impact with a bang. And so I wanted to tell you about some of the incredible humans that are coming up that I've already recorded slash are in the calendar for the next few weeks that you can look forward to. Uh, The first one is when I alluded to before, when I asked someone for feedback on the show and I said I would talk about them a little bit, that's this person. So episode 101, actually the day that I'm recording this, I'm, I'm recording the episode with her today, later today. But this person has literally changed my life. Like, like this is a mentor that has, if this, this show would not be possible if it weren't for her. So I wanted to make sure that I've wanted to have her on the show for a long time, but it was really important to me that I did it in a really big way. And it never felt right to just toss her in with everything else. And so the opportunity of, of crossing a hundred episodes and starting with a greater focus on impact, this was the time. So, so this meant the, 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 the next episode that you'll hear after this is with Brenda Campbell. She is the first ever mentor that I had that absolutely changed my life. And so she's made a deep impact on my life and therefore an impact on your life because in some alternative reality, You and I wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for her, but also she's had a wide impact. She's impacted over 100,000 students in her organization called Secure Futures, and so we're going to dive into that and relationships and all that stuff in the episode, and I'm just so excited to finally introduce you to Brenda. If you've listened to my origin story, if you listened to the episodes I did with Michael Haig, Brenda is the person I always talk about that introduced me to this world of... Connecting with people and uh, she saw something in me when I was 17 years old when my email address was Ninja 221 at gmail.com and I had a business plan for something called the sizzling ninja. She was the one that supported me. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Brenda and uh, immediately following that. And I have to, I have to put an asterisk on this, unfortunately, but I've been so excited for it. So really just crossing my fingers that this is going to happen. But I got an introduction to the guy that invented the cell phone. <laughs> He's 93 years old. His name is Marty Cooper. Uh, so can't a hundred percent promise, but uh, wanted to just let you know that that is, that is supposed to happen. It's in the books for next week. And, um, literally somebody that has. Change the world in a big freaking way. Like there's like man, talk about impact. The guy that invented the cell phone and it is a nuts story. So I've already read the book and I'm excited to do that interview. We've had to reschedule uh, because Marty ran into some health issues, but um, you know that is something that I'm hoping will come up in the near future. But if not, we still have other other absolutely incredibly. Impactful humans, as I've already alluded to, Hal Elrod, the author of *The Miracle Morning*, he sold over 2.5 million copies of his self-published book. He literally died at age 20 in a car crash, was rescued, wrote *The Miracle Morning* a few years later, only to be diagnosed with cancer, and he came back from that too. He is another incredible human. Uh, another another person that's coming on is Brian Scudamore, the founder of 1-800 Got Junk, which is a $600 million company. You've probably heard of one Got Junk and. Brian is an incredible human that is making a meaningful impact by investing in the people inside of his companies and the communities and all that great stuff. And another person that's coming up is David Siegel, the CEO of meetup.com. And they're literally focused on curing the loneliness epidemic. Uh, And so that is just uh, another incredible episode that I'm excited to release and introduce you to David. So... Those are some people that you can look forward to listening to uh, as we focus on impact, as we go through this next phase, as we produce the next 100 episodes and beyond. And I just can't wait for you to listen. And I'm so grateful for you being here along the journey. So how do I even begin to wrap episode 100 up? Well, I mean, let me just say again, you're the best. You're absolutely what makes this possible. I appreciate you. I love you and I cannot wait to continue to produce incredible content for you. I really am excited for you to leverage the AIM fulfillment Triangles that you can uh, use this as a framework to think about how you can use the ethos of seven-figure millennials and, and doing the your best to take aligned actions and create a meaningful impact in the world and monetize. It literally it was funny because it's like the, the aim triangle was prevalent from the very beginning. I just didn't really assemble it in a way that, that really made sense. So I'm excited for you to use that. And I'm excited for the changes and the, the growth that is going to happen as we continue on this journey. So the very last thing I will say is I, I have a number that I set up for you to communicate with me if you want to shoot me a text and let me know your thoughts. If you have any ideas, or if you want to just tell me hi uh you can shoot a text to 8446699734 that's 8446699734 that'll go directly to me and uh I can have a conversation with you about um you know whatever that's going on and whatever insights that you may have to improve the show would love to hear from you so I appreciate you so much and we'll talk to you very soon